Our scripture reading this morning is Psalms 91, verses 1 and 2, and verses 9 through 13. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Verses 9 through 13. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will command the angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not be dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the otter, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Good morning. I may have to do a clearing of my glasses. I'm having a little bit of trouble seeing this morning. Um, we already acknowledged that um, today is Lois's birthday and the beautiful flowers that you see here are in honor of her. So don't forget to take those home. Don't forget to take those home and grace your, your place with them. Uh, Lois has been with us many, many years, and we certainly are grateful for her service and grateful for her. So thank you, Lois, for being who you are and being so special to us. Go with me now in prayer as we prepare our hearts and our minds for our word this morning. Humble me, Lord, and hide me behind the cross so that your word is what goes forward. Your word goes forward and lands in the heart of your people. And let their ears hear and their spirits be open to all that you have in store for us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Most of us work hard to keep our lives in order, but no matter how hard we try or how much energy we put into it, nothing is ever perfect. Nothing is ever perfect, but with God, things can be a little bit more in order. Some of you may be familiar with a little book called Who Moved My Cheese? It's written by a man by the name of Spencer Johnson who wrote, also wrote The One Minute Manager, which, is, uh, which may account for the fact that it's very popular in the business and corporate world and many um, Many corporations have used it as a training um, 
program for, in training programs for their employees and their employer. Uh, change. Change fits in what I uh, consider the category of four-letter words. Yes, I said that. Change is the longest four-letter word I know, and probably the scariest one. We are living in a world where change is part of what happens. If we are brave enough to, uh, to uh, face the truth, we realize that change is happening to us all around. Change is happening to us, within us, and all around us. This story, Who Moved My Cheese, uh, presents to us uh, four little characters. Two of them are mice, and two of them are little people. Um, book was published in 1998. A real easy read, but it is a brilliant writing a brilliant writing because it tells a story about change and how people react to it. I hadn't read this book for a little while, but um, I couldn't remember most of the book, but I did remember the two little mice um, who were scurrying about in, 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 this, um, in this, this, this book. Anyway, the story also presents with us two little people. Um, the little people and the mice somehow found what they were looking for, and that was cheese. They were looking all over this maze for cheese, and they found the cheese in Station C. I didn't remember all of the book, but I somehow remembered that the little people and the mice had somehow gotten themselves to the point of having uh, a false sense of security that they would have fresh cheese every day. You see, for some reason, the cheese would sort of automatically appear every day. And as far as the little people and the mice could see, there was cheese all over the place. It was a big place. And like I said, they, would just, they could eat to their heart's content because there was so much cheese. They didn't bother to inquire or find out where the cheese had came from um, and even whether or not the cheese was good for them. Of course, they didn't live in our day and when we know that too much cheese because it has cholesterol, it's not all that good for us. And then we start having problems with our cholesterol. Anyway, the little people um, began to act with a sense of entitlement. They felt like they owned the cheese. They enjoyed the cheese so much they got really relaxed. They decided to move their homes so that they would be near the maze so they could get to the cheese easier. And they built their social circles around the cheese. They um, would bring their friends by and say, oh, look, here's my cheese. Isn't it nice? I own this cheese. It is a blessing to me. Life was good. 
Life was good until one day it wasn't. They began to uh, get up every morning and like the mice, they would, uh, the little people like the mice would get up and they would go to Station C in their maze and find the cheese and start nibbling away all day long until they were big and nice and full and fat. And then they'd waddle on home. Anyway, every morning the mice would get up and they'd put on their running shoes and they'd go scurrying about and getting themselves to their station C in the maze. And then they would carefully take off their shoes and tie a knot and put them around their neck so that they could get to them if they needed the shoes at all. The little people, with their sense of entitlement and their decision that they owned the cheese, started acting like big shots. And they'd get up every morning and take their time getting a dress, and they walked to the cheese station, in uh, Station C, and they take off their shoes and put on their house slippers. Life in Station C was good. Life was good until one day it wasn't. One day when they arrived, they discovered that there was no cheese. And they were in shock. They looked high, and they looked low, and they looked all around, but could not find a morsel to nibble on anywhere. They scratched their head, and they began to look wild-eyed and start yelling and screaming and stomping their feet. In other words, they were having a hissy fit. And if you had seen them, you would have said they were my daughter in love called a hot mess. They looked like a hot mess because they were yelling and screaming, who moved my cheese? And then they became demanding. Then they became angry. Somebody stole our cheese and we want it back. You better bring it back because it didn't belong to you. It belongs to me and it belongs here in Station C. Bring my cheese back or else. Nothing happened. So they yelled and they screamed and they stomped their feet some more and still nothing happened. The little people did not know what to do. Finally, nightfall came and they took off their house slippers and went sadly back to their home. The next day, they got up and they, in their usual habit, went moseying on Perhaps the cheese would be there when we arrived today. But when they arrived, there was no cheese. And so they began to scream and stomp their feet and yell some more, who moved my cheese, they said. 
but there was no answer. It was hollow in there, and there, only they could hear was their voice coming back at them. The problem was things had changed, and they didn't even notice. They were getting up expectantly looking for cheese and would always find it there at Station C. Station C always had new cheese. Perhaps they were still asleep. They looked around and then they finally realized the mice weren't even there. Where did they go? Maybe they took the cheese with them, but they were gone. The mice had gotten there early the day before and figured out there was no more cheese around uh, uh, to be found. So they quickly put on their shoes and they talked to each other. And although they were scared to go further in the maze, they decided that they were going to go and look for new cheese. So the little people did not realize that because they came later but they weren't prepared to do anything. The mice went off to find new cheese, and so I'm told in the story that they did find new cheese. They were afraid to leave Station C, but they get, mustered up some courage, and they went down the long hallways and around those dark corners, and uh, after a couple of dead ends, and they finally found another source of cheese in Station Inn. Things had changed, but unfortunately, the little people who thought they were superior because they had brains and the mice didn't, could not figure out what to do. They were too busy being arrogant and self-possessive uh, and acting with the sense of entitlement that they really didn't really own the cheese, but they could not figure out what to do. So they kept repeating the same behavior every single day. They decided one day that they were going to leave, but then they realized how scared they were, how afraid they were, to get out there in that maze again, get out there in the world of that maze where they would get lost and find dark quarters and uh, uh, all these places to turn, get turned around in. They were afraid of getting lost. They were afraid of, of, of the dark. They were afraid of who knows what because they didn't know what they would find out there in that maze. They were afraid that they would find too many dead ends and they wouldn't know how to get out. And by the way, I didn't mention this, at least I don't think I mentioned this, but their names, the names of these two little people were Him and Ha. And they hemmed and hawed for real for days and for weeks and for months. They never did find their cheese, but you can figure out what probably happened to them. They were paralyzed. They had not noticed that things around them had changed. They took things for granted. It's imperative, though, that we learn to deal with change. Especially as Christians, we must learn to deal with change, too. It's a big world out there, and things sometimes 
change slowly, and sometimes they change very quickly. But we must learn to deal with the change ourselves as well. We must not allow ourselves to be pulled deeper into a world that won't give back what we try to put in. Our first response when we run into trouble as Christians needs to be that we turn to God. As Christians, we need to turn to prayer. God speaks clearly in Psalms 91. God tells us that I am the Most High, and I am the Almighty, and I am your refuge and your fortress. You can trust God. God is saying, I can be trusted here. And if we look back at our scripture, and I'm going to read from the NIV version uh, in, of, in Psalms 20, uh, 91, I'm sorry, beginning with 11, God says that he has commanded his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways and will lift you up with their hands and not allow your foot to strike the stone. Reading further, you will thread on the lion and the cobra, but they will not, be, they will not trample you because, God says, you love me. I will rescue you. I will protect you because you acknowledge me by name and I will be with you in times of trouble. I will give you a long and satisfying life. I'm gonna rescue you because I, the Lord, am your salvation. Now I kind of emphasize that myself, but this is what it says. Yes, life is constantly changing and don't be like him and ha, and him and ha your way through life, especially without God. Stay awake, stay alert, stay with a God who truly loves you, a, lot, a, a God who has life-giving love. The challenge is real. God is real. Life can be amazed or it can be amazing. You can do nothing without God. So what is your choice? Do you choose God or do you choose your own way of doing things? Life can be challenging, and I'm repeating myself. And it can be amazed or it can be amazing but you can't do nothing without God. So the choice really is yours. Amen.